You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. All right, welcome in. It is Minor Talk. Adrian Bratis, along with Angel Munoz, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. 600ESPNElPaso.com is where you can check out the coverage. UTEP bounces back. They get a big victory tonight against Florida A&M in the Golden Turkey Classic. Uh, big shout-out to Alex Nicolas for joining us out courtside, giving us updates for 600ESPNEL Paso. Alex will join us here shortly on the phone lines to break this game down with us here on Minor Talk. UTEP defeats Florida A&M 67-53, a big bounce-back victory. And we'll open up the phone lines right now to anybody wanting to talk about this one at 880-5763. That's our telephone number to get into the program. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter and online 600 ESPN El Paso.com. UTEP, uh, they were propelled by guys like Jamal Bienemy. 21 points in this one, five rebounds, five assists in this game, and a very valiant performance uh, by him. And uh, I, I, re- I was really, I was really impressed by Jamal Bienemy throughout this game. Um, and uh, gosh, he just—he's that senior leader that you need with this squad. And I, I feel like that's what this minor team needed to avenge their 40-point uh, performance that they had back on Monday in the loss against UC Riverside. I felt like they bounced back in a in a nice way tonight. I, I felt like they clamped down defensively, and that's what they really needed to do in order to win this one. You heard Joe Golding after the game. Remember, no Sule Boom, no Christian Agnew. Both of those guys are in COVID-19 protocols. But you heard from Joe Golding after the game in the postgame say that he expects to have both of the guys return by this weekend. So I guess we will we will wait to see if that actually happens, but that's a huge re-addition if that's the case for the Miners in this one. We're presented by the Oscar Arietta Agency. Happy Thanksgiving from the locally owned agency. 24 years of servicing the city of El Paso from the west side of Fabens. Uh, get started online on a free, no-obligation proposal at OscarArietaAgency.com. Also, big thanks to Wind Supply El Paso for bringing us the Hot Hand of the Game Award. We'll get to that later on in the show. Also, our Player of the Game, brought to you by Keith Southwest. Again, special thanks to Angel Munoz, our fall intern, for producing the show and uh, hanging with us late here on when on a Wednesday evening, Thanksgiving Eve, as we get ready for tomorrow. And then on Friday, we have UTEP football. They take on UAB. Huge game for that one. Uh, High noon kickoff for that game. And in the middle of that one, you'll be able to read tweets from Alex Nicholas, read coverage from him. He'll have Texas high school football playoff action in the regional semifinal rounds on both Friday and Saturday. So thankful for Alex for doing that. Uh, We'll be right back at it Friday afternoon with Minor Talk, uh, followed by women's basketball to close out the evening. And then on Saturday, we'll also have some women's basketball action so uh people ask what you're thankful for i'm thankful for all this all these great sports uh, that, that are going on all across uh utep sports and then just uh you know in, in the city of el paso we've got some great sports going on this weekend as well 880-5763 that's a telephone number to get into the show let's go out to the phone lines right now and welcome on alex nicolas who was courtside on the coverage for us at 600 espn el paso alex can't thank you enough for being out there. What was it like being out uh, at the Don again after after a little bit of a hiatus right there covering some sports for us here uh, on 600 ESPN El Paso? 
the theme of the show is thankful, Adrian. I'm thankful to be back in the Don. Uh, thankful to cover some minor hoops. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving to El Paso. Uh, all smiles today for me, uh, especially seeing a, a good, solid minor win. And uh, a much-needed minor win after Monday's game. Uh, so it was still real good to be back courtside at the Don. Alex, we'll talk about the defense in just a second with you, but I want to get your take on the offense and their production in this one because UTEP was uh, just trying to get any sort of a bucket in that game on Monday. Now, you heard Joe Golding. They were rattled on Monday knowing uh, just hours before tip-off that they would be without Boom and Agnew. In this one, they had time to prepare. You heard Golding say how much uh, he liked the team's energy at the practice um, You know, just yesterday. They come out today. They, they actually hit some shots in the first half. Looked a little rough. I mean, they had no field goals for the first five minutes. UTEP went off to an 11-0 start. And then uh, a little bit of you know trouble here and there in the first and second half. But UTEP was able to distance themselves uh, through their offensive performance. And, well, of course, their defensive performance highlighted everything. But what did you see out of UTEP offensively uh, You know that, that uh, helped them win this one? You know, a key stretch that, that I noticed was when the game – Early on, it was still in the second half. UTEP was still struggling offensively, and uh, FA uh, FAMU cut it to 37-34 lead at that point with about 13 and a half minutes left. From that point on, UTEP outscored them by 11. It was 30 to 19, and I think you said it in your opening where the experience of Jamal Bienemy really took over, and and defense leading to offense and his. Uh, his decision-making in terms of penetration and passing uh, really, really opened things up, and I think that was the key. It was getting the enemy really getting going. Of course, he scored 21, but to me the most important stat was those five assists. Um, that was Most of those came during that 30-19 to 19 spurt, the last 13 minutes of the game. And I, I think what, what happened there is you saw Joe Golding um, shorten the bench. They went to seven players in that second half, um, and one of the players that really stepped up as well just really finding his spots in the offense was Jarrell Satterfield. Same thing with Jamari Sibley. And I think these guys are getting more comfortable playing with a point guard like Jamal Bienemy. And I think during that 30-19 to 19 stretch over the last 13 minutes, you know, whatever sets UTEP ran against a really tough zone, it looked like a 1-3-1 at times that FAMU was running, I think that was really sparked the offense in that second half. And again, to me, Bienemy's experience and his ability to get guys the ball in good spots against that zone. I think that was really a big key. Um, and some of those threes, I know Sibley hit a big three in, in a big spot. So did Satterfield. Uh, Satterfield uh, stretched the lead to 12. Um, Sibley's this possession before stretched to seven. You know, those are important confidence buckets, I think, going forward that both of those guys can have in their back pocket. And not only going into uh, into the next game or, or next game, but going into the next few practice sessions. Of course, UTEP has nine days uh, to get ready for New Mexico State. So I thought that last 13 minutes and 32 seconds, whatever it was, that film is going to be broken down to the T, and the Miners can really pull out some big positives on that one and build off of that. Again, if you're just joining us here on Minor Talk, UTEP defeats Florida A&M 67-53. Alex Nicholas on, uh, helping us out courtside, giving us updates. He's on the phones with us right now, joining us to kick things off here on Minor Talk. Again, Jam- uh, Jamal Bienemy, 21 points. Jamari Sibley, Georgetown transfer, 13 points. Jarrell Satterfield, Las Cruces native and 
Ranger College transfer to UTEP this year. 14 points, four three-pointers in this victory. And Keontae Kennedy, uh, 12 points and led the way on the glass, nine rebounds. Alex, let me throw you some defensive questions for UTEP. You got a chance to watch UTEP's defend, uh, defense intensity uh, really turn up, especially to start things off. They didn't allow a field goal uh, until they were up 11 nothing, and then I think it was 11 minutes into the game, Florida A&M finally gets a field goal to fall for them, but it's just a credit to this uh, strong defensive effort that UTEP has. Yeah, and it's one through five. Uh, that's what's most impressive. It doesn't matter who's on the floor. Um, the defensive principles that Joe Golding has instilled uh, in a hardcore manner, it seems, over the past six months has really paid off. I mean, these guys communicate. These guys move around. Um, the energy as well. And tonight, I think one thing that, that we really got to credit this team is they were they rebounded it well. And it wasn't, um, you know, because of their athleticism. I mean, Florida A&M was a pretty athletic team out there. It was that tenacity. Um, you know, Keontae Kennedy really stood out with me, stood out for me tonight. You know, I, I've we've talked off air, Adrian, in my opinion, where, where Kennedy's struggling offensively. But he goes oh, out yeah. there and gets you nine boards tonight. You know, and that energy really sparked his offensive game um, for him to not really pull those three-point shots, but he was a cutter tonight. Um, you know, and it was really fueled by his defensive rebounding. And I think collectively this team continues to figure it out. Um, and not only that, but, but Golding has a, has a good feel of, of who that kind of has in to shut down defensively. You know what I'm saying? In terms of the big men, you know, he's working Bonky in there. He's working Verhoeven in there. Uh, Kalu didn't play in the second half, but he got some pretty important minutes in the first half. And you can just kind of see where certain players kind of take that defensive prowess to another level. And those guys, that's how they earn their minutes, you know, akin to a, a Tim Floyd, akin to a, to a Don Haskins going way back. But, you know, that's very impressive. Just as sound as they play, and I tweeted it out, the way that UTEP plays, plays the passing lanes. I mean, they don't gamble. They know their angles. You know, Joe Golding has taught them perfect angles to not fight um, over, you know, re- overreaching on the passing lane. And if they do, they're still in a position where they can easily get back and get in front of their man. Their man. And that, that's those first 12 possessions. And even going back to Monday's opening possessions, I mean, it's beautiful defensive basketball to watch. And the good thing about that for conference play, and we all know this and we can all collectively say this together, El Paso, defense travels. And, and that's what really stood out to me more than anything. Alex, let me ask you this now. You got a chance to be a part of the post-game press conference with both Joe Golding uh, and you got a chance to, to meet up with some players as well. What was their response after a bounce-back victory like we saw tonight? I think confidence. I think confidence was glowing, especially out of a kid like uh, Jarrell Satterfield who, who was just, you know, kind of – I think he, what he saw was his minutes were there for him and he had to take advantage of it. Um, and, you know, I think the confidence with this club is growing. Same thing with Jamal Biendemi. You know, I asked uh, Satterfield about um, picking his spots really in the offense. And he says, well, that's just the way it's going. And, and JB delivered a, a couple of just key passes that were within rhythm. So I think confidence is oozing. Um, and I think, you know, for the same thing goes for Joe Golding, confidence of having guys like Sidney stepping up, Satterfield stepping up, and, and knowing that the next nine days or eight days that he's giving them the day off tomorrow for Thanksgiving well-deserved. Um, is important. This, this is an important stretch for UTEP basketball because they get to practice some of the strengths that they found over the past, you know, they played six, uh, six games in the last 15 calendar days. So it's really a big opportunity for this confidence of this team, uh, more so offensively, to continue to grow. And it's just about picking their spots and, and finding uh, finding niches to, to get themselves open, whether it's on a cut, whether it's wide open three-point shots. And 
we saw that tonight, and I think that confidence was oozing in the postgame uh, presser. And it, I, what I feel should lead to a good week of practice uh, with some positives and, of course, negatives from Monday for Joe Golding and his staff to really, really coach this group up as hard as they do. Alex, before I let you go, want to give a big shout-out to Lugal, who gave a big shout-out to you. He said he tweeted the show, the biggest win of the night for minor fans is having Nicholas Alex 915 covering the game. Takes me back to the minor rush golden years. Takes me back to it as well, man. It's great to have you here as a guest uh, columnist for us. I can't wait for your trip out of town this weekend to cover some Texas high school state playoffs for our website at 600ESPNElPaso.com. And uh, we can't thank you enough, man. Great stuff today. Hey, no problem. Thanks for the plug, AB. Appreciate it. And uh, go El Paso this weekend, man. All right. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, Alex. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Happy Thanksgiving to you and Angel back there, man. Thank you. All right. That's Alex Nicholas. You could follow him on Twitter at NicholasAlex915 on Twitter. Did a great job covering this game for us. We're going to take a timeout right now. When we come back, we're going to get to more tweets, more phone calls. If you'd like to get in, now is the time to do it. 915-880-5763. UTEP improves to 4-2 and on the year, and the Miners defeat Florida A&M 67-53. We'll get to more phone calls more tweets stay with us as minor talk continues we're presented by the oscar arieta agency right here on 600 espn el paso All right, welcome back. Minor Talk continues. Adrian Bratis along with Angel Munoz here on the show. Special thanks again to Alex Nicolas for joining us here on the phone lines. He was courtside giving us updates for 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Also, I uh, want to give a big shout-out to Sal Montes. He'll be back in action on Friday, and uh, we'll have Minor Talk after the UTEP football game. He won't be a part of Minor Talk, maybe the last half of it, uh, but he will be back in action next week when UTEP takes on NMSU. Uh, a lot of things to get to today, and look, I get it. It's Florida A&M. Hey, I, I'm the first to tell you that UTEP needed whatever it took to try to win this game, and it took uh, multiple double-digit, uh, you know, scoring point. I mean, scoring efforts from uh, multiple guys to kind of get this victory. Florida A&M, not necessarily that you know marquee team at all by any means, but uh, a win is a win for UTEP when they're without their best scorer in Sule Boom. Uh, big highlight of this one, junior Jamal Bienemy with 21 points, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists. Let's go to Twitter real quick, and let's read you some tweets. If you'd like to get into the show, now is the time to do it. 8805763 that's our telephone number as we continue 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter Leo underscore minor fan tweets us I love the way they came out to play from the start. They took their intensity to another level after the Monday's dud. The crowd was appreciative for it. Happy Thanksgiving to you all at 600 and all of the minor fam. Hashtag picks up. Hashtag go minors. Hashtag minor talk. Also tweeting us is Todd Keeling. I hope the same fans that decided to stay home tonight stay home for the NMSU game too. Hashtag stay consistent. Hashtag minor talk. Good point, Todd. I mean, let, let's check out the attendance numbers. I believe it was 
4,000, yeah, I think it was 4,097 in this one. So, yeah, not the attendance number that you want to see at all. Uh, maybe people were discouraged after Monday's loss. Maybe people uh, simply had family business to attend to today because of uh, Thanksgiving tomorrow. Um, look, also, I think a lot of people who are UTEP fans just in general, they're kind of looking at both sides. They're looking at UTEP football, and they see how strong that football team is doing so far. I say strong. They've won seven games, but which is a huge accomplishment in itself. But point is, a lot of people are just riding the high off the UTEP football scene right now. That's been a big thing. Uh, so maybe that has kind of overshadowed men's basketball, at least to start. We'll see how conference play progresses. Adrian at EnemyWin3 tweets us, I'm glad the Miners won, but that isn't exactly exciting basketball. Hashtag Miner Talk. Um, I, I think it's exciting when they have those defensive stops, when they when you look at the turnover uh, and, and you see that they forced 19 turnovers against Florida A&M. But when you look at their side, yeah, of course, there are things that you you kind of – you know, shake not necessarily shake your head at because you have to go into this one understanding the Miners are shorthanded, but it is what it is when UTEP shoots 36% from the floor, they shoot just uh, 35% from beyond the arc, and uh, yeah, they shoot 81% from free throw range. So yeah, I, I understand why some Miner fans are still a little, uh, you know, they're a little dismissive, I should say, when it comes to this game, but still, I mean, right now uh, with, with this UTEP basketball team, I think you just take this victory for what it was. I mean, you just needed to win. At some points, you were worried that Florida A&M would actually beat UTEP and upset them, but nah, the Miners ended up pulling this one off 67-53. I get it. There are some skeptical fans after this one, including another tweet that just came in right now uh, at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. It's Paul Marmalejo. You guys should stop being hype people for UTEP sports. Hashtag El Paso needs winners. Hashtag produce. Well, Paul, they won today. I hear you as far as maybe too much hype right now, but UTEP just needed a win without Sule Boom, and I didn't think after Monday's game, they would get it this easily, and they proved it. It wasn't easy at all, but they were able to do it. Let's go to the phones right now, 8805763. That's our telephone number. We're presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency. And welcome on, Diego, our pal. Diego, what's going on, man? What do you think of tonight's game? Hey, Brad, it's a great game. Shout out to you for getting me some tickets tonight. Wonderful time to be in the building. All I have to say, Jarrell Satterfield, give this guy some minutes, Coach Golding, please. That's all I'm asking. I'm saying... UTEP has been looking for this fifth guy in the lineup alongside Bienemy, Boom, Kennedy, and Verhoeven. Give me Satterfield. It's going to be based on matchups with the size and everything, having four guards out there. But I loved how he let it fly, Broadus. That guy is Satter- that Yeah, too. Satterfield from Las Cruces, from Ranger College. You heard this over the offseason that he could shoot in the first couple games. He looked like he just wasn't simply ready for the Division I uh, speed. And, hey, maybe he t- he got he grew up today, and maybe this was the first game of many where he can come off the bench and be a nice spark for the Miners. But point is they need any kind of outside shooting, Diego. So if it's uh, Jarrell Satterfield, if it's – Keontae Kennedy, who was 0 for 3 from beyond the arc, but hit some shots late when he actually drove to the basket. They just need some sort of scoring production beyond just Sule Boom and uh, Jamal Bienemy. Hey, and they need just give me a fifth starter that's not Emmanuel White, who will do something on the field or on the court, who will let it fly. White, all respect in the world. He got he competes, but he's not doing anything. So yeah. I love the Satterfield. Let's it fly. I love that he's not scared to take a shot. And also, I just like that that. The enemy was able to get him the ball. He had a couple of nice cross-court passes. And, man, the enemy, that guy looks like he can compete at the next level, man. I'm not saying the NBA necessarily, but 
I feel like he's one of those guys you can see could be competing in the Big 12 or in the SEC or one of these big conferences. Has great vision, good size. I love the enemy, man. Hey, Diego, what did you think of Golding? This is the first ch- time you had a chance. You're, you're coming back in town. You live in San Antonio. What did you think of Joe Golding and what he was able to do? Well, of course his passion's great in the huddle and everything. I thought it was hilarious when he started Jamari Sibley and pulled him about two minutes into the game. <laughs> he, he had a couple of poor plays, and Sibley was playing a little soft early on, and I, I love that Golding wasn't afraid to pull him. And it's kind of interesting how Golding really isn't afraid to go deep into his rotation. He played Kevin Kalou for a little bit, which I thought was interesting. Uh, and he's really, I mean, he was kind of going deep in the rotation to try to find something. So I kind of like that he's willing to sort of test out and see what this roster has as opposed to just clinging to, you know, six or seven guys. Uh, but, yeah, man, Golding's energy is great. I love that he's a, he's kind of a salt-of-the-earth kind of uh, sort of hardworking guy, it seems like. seems like he really fits El Paso. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited for Golding. It's not been the best start to the season ever. Uh, obviously disappointed with the loss against Riverside. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I like Golding. I think he fits El Paso well. What do you think? They can finish in the top half of the conference or not necessarily yet? Well, Broadus, you know I've been saying every year for that for I can't remember how many years that they're going to win Conference USA. So I may not be the best guy to <laughs> make predictions about how UTEP's going to finish, but I believe, and I think you know I, I feel like they were going to miss Bryson Williams a little bit more, kind of that that uh, more physical presence. And I feel like you know they have kind of a nice mix with for Hoven, you know, Bunky Marion coming off the bench and Sibley, and I think they've got a nice uh, sort of mix in the front court that I they don't miss Bryson quite as much, but. Really, man, the enemy stepping up is going to be huge, and I'm just excited to see Boom sort of get uh, get a rhythm and, and quickness in games. Yeah, now I hear you, Diego. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for calling in. I really appreciate it, man. Hey, of course, man. Go Miners. All right, Diego calling in on the show. If you'd like to do it, 880-5763. That's a telephone number to get in to follow up that call. Been uh, generally positive so far, and I think everybody kind of keeps it in perspective. I mean, the Miners were shorthanded going into this one. They didn't have Sule Boom. They didn't have Christian Agnew because of COVID-19 protocols, so they needed to find some way to win. Anything. I mean, that was the first thing Joe Golding told me um, besides COVID when he first saw me on Monday night. He, he looked to me and he said, hey, whatever it takes to win, whatever, we're going to try to do whatever it takes to to beat this uh, this team that we're taking on. And uh, that's exactly what they did against Florida a and I really liked his post, uh, Joe Golding's post-game, uh, you know, uh, interview with uh, John Teicher and Steve Yellen, where he basically talked about the timeline for this team. After Monday's loss, they the team did not take that very well. They went back to practice. They got after it. They were uh, pretty aggressive in their approach. And, um, you know, you saw it at least... In this game, at the beginning, you saw a team, both teams, that were kind of scared to score. I mean, it was kind of like uh, both teams were daring each other to finally get a basket. And finally, finally, UTEP broke that uh, almost four or five minute drought of no scoring on both ends. It was a scoreless start. And then UTEP goes on an 11 nothing run. Biennemi had a nice coast to coast layup in that start. Then UTEP also on defense had 12 straight stops before allowing any field goal by uh, Florida A&M. Jamari Sibley, he was benched quickly, but uh, Jer- uh, Jarrell Satterfield had an early three-pointer win. Uh, Florida A&M first flashed a zone defense at the 846 mark. Um, UTEP led 20-10, to and then uh, Florida A&M started to come back a little bit. UTEP had no points over the course of s- almost seven minutes, and um, 
they uh they uh Florida A&M had a 15 to 5 run after UTEP led 18 to 5. It was a 3 minute mark. Joe Golding called the timeout. He was getting after his guys. They closed out the first half with a 30 to 25 lead, but you didn't feel necessarily that great about it. I I mean at the end of it, you felt a little bit better because uh in the second half UTEP was able to start distancing themselves. They led 37-30, but then another Florida A&M 5 nothing run. That cut it to 37-35. UTEP goes over a three-minute scoring drought, four turnovers, but then finally able to get some offense as uh, it's a real close game at this point. 46-42. It's it's like really close um, at, at this point, but then the Miners finally get an 8 nothing run. They go up 54-43 with five minutes to go, and then they distance themselves 64-52 at the one-minute mark and uh, and really put the clamps on at the end of this one. Uh, you know, you know um, one of their best players for uh, Florida A&M, Randolph. He fouled out of this game. I, I know he had 17 points to lead the squad, but I thought UTEP did a really nice job on him defensively. He went five. He was 4 of 11 from the floor, really got everything from the free throw line, and again, he did foul out in this game. So I think UTEP did a really nice job attacking him on offense when they needed to, and then on defense, really making him a non-factor and playing him pretty aggressively. So uh, nice job by UTEP. Another one, uh, let, let's run down some UTEP stats right now. Titus Verhoeven, he plays in this one, has just one point on the free throw line. Again, it's been a, a tough effort. I mean, it's been a tough go for Titus Verhoeven to be comfortable on offense in this season so far. He hauled down six rebounds to help the Miners, had three fouls in this game. Going through some more stats, uh, Keontae Kennedy, who also started in this game, 12 points, 6 of 16 shooting, and then 0 for 3 from beyond the arc, but had 9 rebounds. Like, uh, Keontae Kennedy, as frustrating as he could be at times when he's not making those outside jumpers, when he's driving it to the hoop like he can, uh, man, he's deadly. He can really do some damage when he's able to actually drive in inside, and I think that's his uh, specialty. That's what he needs to stick to instead of uh, relying on that three-point shot to fall. I think that's where he, where Keontae Kennedy will find, um, you know, his uh, his best, uh, I guess his best groove. Another one to get to is Emmanuel White. He started in this one, but just didn't do that much. He was pulled pretty quickly. He had just he was 0 for 2 from the floor, had just one rebound, and he couldn't really get his offense going like he wanted to. But uh, Emmanuel White still young in his development. I'm not giving him an excuse. I'm just saying, hey, this was his opportunity to play, and uh, yeah, he he um, you know tried to make the most of it. He just couldn't see more playing time in this game. A uh, couple other starters to get to: Jamari Sibley. 13 points on 3 of 5 shooting, 7 rebounds uh, for the Miners. Jamari Sibley today, yeah, I'm really starting to like what he can do for the Miners. He was 2 for 3 from beyond the arc, which you like as well. They need 3-point shooting from wherever they can get it. Jamal Bienemy, he really highlighted this game, and we'll get to our win supply El Paso hot hand of the game, along with our player of the game, thanks to Keith Southwest. But uh, Jamal Bienemy, he's a candidate for one of these for sure. Uh, 21 points, five rebounds, five assists, two three pointers, and seven for seven from the free throw line. Yeah, just a great game. I mean, that's that's just a veteran leader right there in uh, Jamal B. Enemy. Bonky Maring, I thought he had a nice game today. Six points, four for four from the free throw line, had a rebound. He just needs to get more boards. I think that's how he stays there on the floor a little bit longer in extended periods. And uh, Bonky Maring, uh, I also want to see what he could do as far as a little bit more production when it comes to the offense, just going down low a little bit, head down, and uh, take it to the hoop. 
hoop. Uh, I, that's all I want to see a little bit more of for Bonky Maring. Didn't see a lot of Alfred Hollins today. Didn't see a lot of Kevin Kalou. Alfred Hollins was 0 for 3 from the floor, and he had two rebounds in a limited effort and also two assists. Kevin Kalou really didn't play at all. Uh, Zarek uh, Onyema, we saw a sighting of him today. No points, no rebounds, no assists, but he, he played some minutes in this game. He had a couple fouls as well. Uh, and then Jarrell Satterfield, Las Cruces native, 14 points, four three-pointers, and five rebounds. Really liked his effort. He fouled out in this game, but really liked his effort throughout the game for the Miners. Um, we'll get to some team stats in a little bit. We'll also get to more tweets as they're coming in as well. 880-5763. That's our telephone number if you would like to get in on Miner Talk. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter and online 600 ESPN El Paso.com. We'll get to more stats. We'll get to player awards and we'll look ahead to next week next as Minor Talk continues. You're listening to Minor Talk brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency right here, 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back to Minor Talk. I'm Adrian Bradis. I'm joined by Angel Munoz. Sal Montes, big shout out to him. He'll be back in action coming up soon uh, this weekend, and uh, he'll be back producing the UTEP women's basketball game on Saturday. As we continue here on Minor Talk, our phone number is 880-5763. That's our telephone number. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter and 600 ESPN El Paso.com. Alex Nicolas will have a recap for us up on the website as well. Again, UTEP defeats Florida A&M 67-53 in this game. Uh, Joe Golding following this one said that uh, he hopes, hopes to get Sule Boom and Christian Agnew back in the mix as early as this weekend, which is uh, terrific news for the Miners who could really use a scoring boost on their side. Although today they got some scoring efforts from other guys. Like we mentioned just right now, Jamal Bienemy, 21, Jamari Sibley, 13, Keontae Kennedy, 12, and then off the bench, Jarrell Satterfield with 14 points for the Miners. Let's go to some team stats from this one. Florida A&M shot 38% from the floor, 30% from beyond the arc. Miners did a good job clamping down in their three-point defense. Again, they UTEP forced 19 turnovers, but they had 16 turnovers of their own. The Miners shot 36%. Wasn't great, but it was enough. 35% from beyond the arc. 8 of 23 from three-point range. Yeah, that's a whole lot better than 1 for 24 from three-point land. So uh, UTEP gets at least 8 to fall today. Um, UTEP capitalizes with 20 points off turnovers in this one. They had 39 rebounds to Florida AM's 32, and uh, second chance points 15 for the Miners. They also had 22 points in the paint. Off the bench, UTEP had 20 points, which is awesome for UTEP, and then they they dished out 12 assists, along with having 8 steals, and then 5 blocks. Nice effort by the Miners in this game. 880-5763, that's our telephone number as we continue here on minor talk. By the way, on the blocks uh, stat, I was really impressed with Jamari Sibley, who totaled two blocks, and then Jamal Bienemy, who also had two blocks. I mean, he just completely filled the stat sheet in this victory for the Miners. And again, I, I uh, 
I, I kind of digress because this is a team in which, uh, you know, Florida A&M, that's a team UTEP should definitely beat. I mean, they, they could have Sule Boom. They could not have Sule Boom. They could have Jamal Bienemy. They could not have Jamal Bienemy. They they should definitely beat a team like Florida A&M. And the fact that they did so, hey, hats off to Joe Golding. This was a win that they needed to get at, under their belt. And, uh, um, you know, a, a lot of minor fans are happy that they did that, happy they bounced back. If they didn't do it, on the flip side, I would say a lot of minor fans would be very upset with this team. I think you'd you'd hear a lot of overreactions right off the bat. We heard a lot of overreactions after that Monday loss, and uh, that's something that's you know pretty interesting to monitor. UTEP uh, slips through the cracks in this one, and uh, minor fans are a little quiet. Now I get it. There weren't a lot of minor fans to begin with at this game, but um, I, I think those who are there could appreciate the effort that, that, that this defense had and that this offense you know put together. Um, the scoring effort, like they did, like uh, Joe Golding, you know, sarcastically saying during his post game that they almost scored fifty. I love that note by him. Hey, Mister E checks in on Twitter. He tweets us this: We gotta trust the vision that Joe Golding has. Hashtag haters gonna hate. Hashtag minor strong at six hundred ESPN El Paso. Yeah, I'm with you, Mister E. Hey, just trust the vision that uh, Coach Golding has. That he uh, that he offers, I, I'm totally with you on that one right there. Um, Alex Nicholas checking back in on Twitter, replying to Lucomotive Miner. So appreciate that by Alex saying that he's back, and uh, yeah, most definitely, really appreciate Alex uh, for helping us out here on the coverage with 600 ESPN El Paso eight eight zero five seven six three. Our telephone number as we continue 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter and online 600 ESPN El Paso dot com. Let's get to our hot hand of the game. Thanks to Wind Supply El Paso, our hot hand of the game goes to the Las Cruces native himself in Jarrell Satterfield and what he was able to do off the bench as a hot hand for. Three-pointers for Jarrell Satterfield. He was 5 of 12 from the floor today. He also finished with five rebounds, two assists in this one, along with two steals in 31 minutes of action. Jarrell Satterfield winning our hot hand of the game Brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. Hey, it's getting pretty chilly outside. You can keep everyone cold, warm, comfortable, and toasty this winter with a new champion furnace thanks to Wind Supply El Paso. Wind Supply El Paso is the official supplier of champion heating and cooling products. To locate your nearest champion dealer, visit the Find a Dealer tab at Wind Supply El Paso. Com. Next up, we've got our Player of the Game Award. This one's pretty easy. It is Jamal B. Enemy who wins this one. 21 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, and has 2 blocks in 39 minutes of action. He was plus 17. I love how Steve Yellen and John Teicher have been highlighting the plus-minus stats, and he was plus 17, being the most efficient minor on the floor. Jamal B. Enemy winning our Player of the Game thanks to Keith Southwest. And remember, Keith Southwest delivers the best precision metal components for businesses throughout the world, all made here in El Paso. Learn more about Keats Southwest online today at KeatsSW.com. As we turn the page and look to the next game, it's a huge one, New Mexico State next Friday. You know, just similar, you know, just as similar that the miners are dealing with a COVID problem in their own locker room with both, um, you know, Sule Boom, Christian Agnew being out due to COVID-19 protocols. 
We found out today that uh, New Mexico State head coach Chris Jans tested positive for COVID-19. He was looking to try to get to that 100-win mark as the Aggies head coach. And uh, no, he was off He was off the court today. He was unable to be with his team. Instead, they went with their uh, top assistant coach who uh, coached the bench against uh, New Mexico Highlands. No problem for New Mexico State at all in this one. At all. 94 to they they end up winning this one 94 to 67 in this game and you have to look at the guys who ended up beating the miners in the previous game Teddy Allen the guard 21 points in 28 minutes today for the Aggies albeit against a division 2 team in New Mexico Highlands but still the Aggies can prove that they've got these scores who are veteran leaders and who uh, really know what it takes to win games Johnny McCants 18 points 25 minutes Jabari Rice 12 points 28 minutes of action in uh, this victory tonight I'm I'm so I I can't wait for this game next Friday I think it'll be a lot closer than before I think UTEP has proven that they can be feisty defensively when they take on any sort of opponents they've proven that they can hang in games simply because of their defense and uh, I think the lights got a little bright for the Miners when they were out at the Pan Am Center so maybe when they're comfortable at home in the Don Haskins Center they're able to get that upset victory against New Mexico State that would be pretty nice if UTEP can win back to back at home against the Aggies in the Battle of I-10 and uh, yeah for for this UTEP team who's still young in their development young in trying to build a foundation and instill what they're trying to do I feel like this game for UTEP uh, on Friday if they were able to win that one that would be a step in the right direction they've got a really tough after this game against Florida A&M UTEP now has a really tough three game stretch you're talking about a home game against New Mexico State then they turn around and take on Kansas. Yes, n- yeah, the number two ranked team in, per Ken Palm, Kansas, uh, in the, the next week, along with a uh, a game against New Mexico in the Lobos. So, tough three-game stretch for UTEP. I feel like if the Miners can win one of these three games, that's a win for the Miners. They play the Lobos on the road, so that's another tough one right there. Uh, Joe Chacon t- checks in on Twitter right before we end the show here. He says, Joe Golding said it best. It's a win. Got to be excited when we get everyone back in the fold. Looking forward to tomorrow. Go Miners. Happy Thanksgiving, fellas. At Salmonilla, at 600 ESPN El Paso. Hashtag repping from Cali now. Hashtag Brock is my OG. And this is a new hashtag he's throwing in. Hashtag turkey time tomorrow. You excited for some turkey time, Angel? Before before we end up, are you are you pumped for this? Took a little time. I'm sorry. I just threw it at you. My bad. No, I just, I'm sorry. I That's just me. had to get the headphones on and the, and the <laughs> you were ready to on. end the show. I was like, I was prepping for the end. But yes, absolutely ready for turkey you know, time. I'm, I'm ready for turkey time, and I'm ready for my birthday weekend. Too. Hey, happy That's happy early birthday, too, so. man! Thank you. I'm so happy for you, man. Going to turn 20 yeah. years old. You're a young pup, but uh, and, and I'm I'm still young too. I'm I feel <laughs> old around you because I'm 25, but you're tw- you're going to be 20. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man. Uh, hopefully next year we'll we'll uh, take you we'll all take you out for a drink and uh, guys like Joe Chacon who owes us like three rounds and oh, yeah. you know things like that he'll just uh, he'll owe one less because uh, <laughs> he'll get you on that one yeah. um, so most definitely man happy early birthday to you and I hope you have a great Thanksgiving tomorrow you too Adrian thank you so much one more tweet to get to nine one five Sun City at City underscore nine one five Adrian do we know why the UTEP NMSU game is at six next Friday. 
Uh, no clue. City at 915. I have no clue on that one. I know it's tough for some people to get out early, and I know it might be a late arriving crowd. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not too sure why it's a 6 o'clock tip-off, but I did see that. So uh, we'll be done by um, 5.15, 5.30 here on the show for Sports Talk, and we'll head out there and uh, and have some fun at the Haskins Center. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. Next time we talk men's hoops, it's going to be a big one. Battle of I-10, UTEP takes on New Mexico State. We'll be back in action on Friday for Minor Talk after the Miners take on the UAB Blazers. For Angel Munoz, I'm Adrian Broadus saying so long. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.